Wafu FM. It's time the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. I'm Chris with a SA. I don't have a double dragon pun for you this week. Yeah, I'm Chris with a, a kicking cuck. There you go. <laughs> kicking cuck. <laughs> uh, yes, we're reviewing uh, 994's stupendous double dragon this week. Mm. Oh, yes. It's fun. It's, it's beautiful. Better than Mortal Kombat in many ways. Well, you know, of course. Um, a few little capture reviews and a little bit of news because we didn't do two shows back to back last week, so it's a bit of a. Some uh, news that's happened, not none major, just shit we'll whinge about briefly and then move on. <laughs> As always. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll get straight into that, Jazz. Newsy stuff. What's, what's, yeah. what's, what's, what newsy stuff have you got? I just saw this today, actually. Tim Burton is set to <laughs> direct a live action Dumbo. <laughs> I wish Tim Burton would fuck off and retire. Jesus. I, ass- <laughs> I assume fucking Johnny Depp's going to be in that then. Johnny Depp's going to be Dumbo, man. <laughs> or like the mouse or something. Some shit know. like that. You'd, at least uh, Helena Bonham Carter won't be in it because the Dumbo's yeah, now. Or up, yeah. Although they probably, should probably still will be. Mm, yeah, amicable relationship, I think I read that they're still having or something. I'd heard that they were like all a bit estranged for years anyway. Yeah, yeah, like living in separate houses and shit. I think like they live in the same house, but on like opposite ends. <laughs> Oh, was it? Was Something it that? like that, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dumbo, can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Dumbo's going to be all gothic and dark and stuff. <laughs> oh, you know, dark. Tim Burton dark, which isn't dark Tim, at yeah, all. isn't dark, no. It's just like a, a stylized look to it, basically. Yeah, basically. Emo is actually more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, swiftly moving on. Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, Zoolander 2. Yes. Officially a monkey's arse because I haven't even seen the first one and every clip I've seen doesn't look funny at all well that's it I saw the first one and like I was straight faced the entire way <laughs> and like and I wasn't trying to be I was genuinely like oh let's give it a go everyone seems to love it and yeah. I don't yeah. I don't outright hate Ben Stiller some people do but uh, I just uh, I like dodgeball and stuff like that to be honest it's weird because I don't hate Ben Stiller I just I, I can't stand, like, the Ben Stiller cliche of, like, just awkward situation, nice guy, every film. Yeah. And it's weird because Zoolander's the one that isn't that and I can't be arsed with it. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it wasn't the film I thought it was going to be and I, I was just pretty much straight-faced the entire time thinking, like, this is such a weird thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's popular to say it's good without actually seeing the film or something. It's, it's almost, yeah. I, I remember every clip I've seen, I've just been like, it doesn't look funny. It just looks... It, it looks like one of those comedies that would, like... Just like you know, those comedies that just everyone forgets about, and they're always a bit notorious for being a bit shit. Mm. It always seems like one of them, but everyone loves it. I've never, I, I don't know. I, I, I should say it. I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah. Look, it's shit, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I won't say it. I can't be asked. Yeah. Another sequel, Tron 3, set the film this autumn. 
I'm surprised at that. You know what? I don't even think I've seen Tron. <laughs> Tron what, Tron 1? Really? Yeah. I've, seen oh, okay. cl- I've seen clips of it. I never saw it when I was a kid. I love it, me, but um, I'm a bit weird like that. Um, I've got, like, special edition Blu-ray and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those childhood movies for me that, like, I watched uh, at Christmas every year and stuff. Well, that's and the that. thing. See, I never saw it when I was a kid, so I've, like, mm. never had the urge to to seek it out because I, yeah. I always think it's one of those films that you probably have an attachment new from seeing a lot when you're a kid. Mm. I think for me, there's obviously the video game link as well. Like the idea of being sucked into a video game. Oh yeah. Was like you know, and, and like it was, I saw it at a time when like I was on my Nintendo every morning and stuff. And yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's, I'm surprised actually. I thought they would have gone for a Tron reboot, as you know. Well, wasn't Tron doing quite there. a big success though? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it, I mean, it wasn't critically acclaimed, but it was it su- certainly a, a summer success. It drew people in. Mm. I guess it, it had a really good like um, publicity machine and those loads of merchandise and, and it, stuff. It did. Like, I must say, because once it was announced, it was like everywhere. Mm. When it was announced yeah. at Comic Con, it was announced that or something. I remember because everyone was yeah. quite surprised that we were doing a sequel, an actual sequel. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Tron Three. There you go. There you go, sir. And lastly, uh, for me, Lucy Lawless is apparently joining the cast of the Evil Dead show, Evil Dead versus the... Oh, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Or yeah. I don't even know. When the hell is that even supposed to be out? Like, this year or next year or what? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I lose track. I haven't really been keeping much... No. You know, I've not been following it that much. No, nah, me either. Evil Dead thing. Um, I guess it's not too surprising Lucy Lawless is in it, because, you know, it was... It wasn't Sam Raimi and shit had a lot to do with Xena and Hercule produced it or something, didn't he? So. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, he, he, he was in it. Um, Bruce Campbell was mm. in Xena and all sorts of shit, yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I hope it's good. I mean, it's better than, like, a fucking Evil Dead 2 or something. Yeah, the remake, yeah. I mean. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, the, there's not enough good TV flying around, so I'm always open to, to trying something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll give it a, give it a shot. Yeah, the uh, only bit I had was that um, there was a picture on Twitch of uh, from Samuel Hung's new film that he's uh, directing and uh, doing the action choreography. It's called uh, The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. A retired bodyguard, played by Samuel, settles down in a small town on the Russia-China border. He befriends a young girl whose life is threatened when her father, played by Andy Lau, falls in with the local crime world. When the girl and her father disappear, the bodyguard sets out on a ruthless trail to take down the mob and rescue the girl. So, kind of like Samuel Hung in the Taken mould, I guess. Mm, no, Which, definitely. to be honest, is I think that'll be bad AS. Definitely, yeah. Samuel kicking ass again. Right, and still kick ass, right? Of course so. he can, yeah. And according to the article, I mean, I'm, I don't really keep up on like Andy Lau's career and stuff, but they've said in the article, like, it's, like, uh, what is it, um, a welcome return by Andy Lau to sort of, uh, to this sort of high-end production after a few years of generally bland output, so. Mm, right. Well, that's a shame for Andy Lau. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's all the news. There was that Leatherface really? bollocks, but read about me thoughts about that on the Facebook page. <laughs> I can't really yeah. be asked to talk about it, so. It's bollocks, basically. Bollocks. So, um, Capsule Jazz, what you been watching? I've been watching. I watched Gone Girl. How was it? Yeah, it was uh, not bad. Not bad. Um, not my type of film, I suppose. Mm. Rosamund Pike was quite good in it, uh, or whatever she's called. Is it Rosamund Pike? Yeah. I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> it's not yeah, Affleck's in it. It's all I need to know. Yeah, that, it's, she, she's like one of them names. She, she's probably going to start popping up in... in I do know, I do know the name. I just can't picture her face. I think that's that. Yeah, it's it's one of them. I know her <laughs> first name's Rosamond, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a very typical like David Fincher film as well. 
it's it's very like fight clubbish. It's all like oh, if you know if you want to like, is this a spoiler? Mm, no, that's not a spoiler. Um, there's like a whole scene where it's like it essentially describes to you how you can like fake being raped convincingly and stuff, and like to get past even like a medical examination and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is like total fake. <laughs> Like and obviously I know it's it's based on the book and stuff, but uh, I mean David Fincher obviously chose it because it's the type of material he yeah, goes for. Probably yeah, he does always have sort of similar type material, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and there is like I don't know, there was one scene that probably people love, but I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure I've seen the scene before where like someone like spontane like out of nowhere gets murdered, and it's all the music is all like moi moi stuff, and I was just like, mm, I'm. Pretty sure I've seen this exact, exact setup. Well, the music sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> sounds very Night of the Demons. <laughs> it totally does. I was like, "Whoa!" It just comes out of nowhere. Um, I'm sure you know the scene from the uh, spoilers and the uh, Oscars. Yeah, fuck you, Neil Patrick. Part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, overall, I think um, it's a solid, a solid film by, uh, by uh, Ben Affleck and stuff. He's mm. as always. He, he just acts the shit out of the film and. Puts everyone to shame. That's awesome. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this fuck Affleck bandwagon. It's annoying. It's just because of fucking Pearl Harbor, and it's literally never gone away since Pearl Harbor days. Yeah, Pearl Harbor and like, the fucking the Jennifer Lopez thing didn't help either. Mm, too much, yeah. too much press because everyone got yeah. sick of them. And what yeah. is, what did Stacey think? Because you said she'd read the book first. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it's cliche to say, but it's not really. I, I get a justification for it. She said she she preferred the book. Hmm. Um, because the book's more like it's set out as a as sort of a psychological piece. You, you're inside his head, and you, you know why he does things and why he reacts. He, he's basically he's a bit socially inept. Ah, right. um, again. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. chipping in. Yeah, he's, he's kind of socially inept, and it's all set up in the book, so you know why he's doing things. But in the movie, it doesn't really explain it. So people are like, he's acting weird, and people are suspecting him that suspecting that he's like the bad guy and stuff. Mm. And I guess that works better for film, though. I suppose to keep it a bit more mysterious. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know what exactly is going on because in the book, obviously, you know that he's. I suppose he's definitely not the the, the culprit. Ah, right. There you go. And in the film, there's more of a question. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know, though. You see. Well, yeah, you could be bluffing. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're not, but no. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone cares anyway. Spoilers are all fucking all over it. I know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to spoil much, really. Yeah. Read the back of the DVD box, and it's all like a fucking wrongly convicted, and blah blah blah, and such a body dies midway through. <laughs> and you put the disc in, and it's all like got the scene, and you're like, oh, so he dies. Fuck's sake! <laughs> it's like on the menu and stuff <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> totally. Hey, uh, we're watching out else, sir. Um, just the uh, no, boomer. Boomer. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, I've been watching um, Better Call Saul. That movie, really. Mm, how was How was it? Yeah, it's it's uh, amazing. Actually, we, we watched like all six episodes that are on um, Netflix at the moment. I heard um, from what I've been uh, gathering lately that Mike had a really cool origin episode recently. Yeah, I've just watched that. It's kind of like a two-parter. Oh, cool. I love his it, character in Breaking Bad. Mm, yeah, it's it's really good. Honestly, watch it, man. It's fucking... It's really, really good. It's it's like pure Breaking Bad standard. Oh, cool. Every every episode ends and you're like, oh, I want the next one. I just wasn't yeah. sure, just because, like, you know, spin-offs are the dicey mm-hmm. times and 
Mm. I know it's Breaking Bad, it's the same people behind it and stuff, but I was just always like, ah, but I want Walt and Jesse. <laughs> no, honestly, immediately, you're just totally focused on Saul. Oh, good. Um, really, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's fantastic the way they've laid his backstory out and stuff. It's, mm. it's essentially it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't realize, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um, but then again, it it does. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. It, it literally it starts after, um, Bright and Bad, and then it flashbacks basically. Just just get him a mic, man. I'm telling you, he wants to be on the show. He's just walking around meowing at nothing. Because <laughs> he knows you're recording, that's why. No, but I will check it out. I've, I've been meaning, there's a few things that popped up on Netflix recently I want to check out, so I'll probably renew me account soon. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe just give it a couple of weeks or something, and then you've got a chunk of them to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. What's it on now? Six. Six, yeah. yeah. It's, been on, it's been on six weeks already. Mm. Christ. It's grim having to watch one per week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what about you anyway? What have you been watching? A couple of weeks ago, I had a, um, a nice old school slasher double bill. I finally got around to watching the original Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, right. So I yeah. understand the second one better now because obviously I've seen the first one. <laughs> yeah. Does that actually matter? Yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> um, it was good. It's fun. Very, like, you know, it's very cheap and cheerful. And um, it's, it's it actually, there was certain points where I was like, ah, the scenes in the second one they're just completely redoing as a nod in the second one yeah I mean from the first one rather yeah like you know the bit where the guys are looking in through the window at the slumber party and stuff oh yeah, yeah. that's exactly the same in the first one but obviously in the second one it's more of a piss take so they go more over the top with it where they're like having pillow fights with no bras on and stuff classic like slasher film I suppose isn't it they mm. just like repeat the formula but up the ante yeah but I mean with the second one though it's, it's when you see the first one because we always say with the second one it's blatantly a parody yeah. So with the second yeah. one, it's just uh, they're just sort of spying on them, chatting in the first one. But in the second one, if you remember, they're like having pillow fights mm. and drinking champagne and throwing yeah. each other and stuff. It's feathers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, was <laughs> yeah it, was, it was not bad. Uh, then Hell Knight uh, with Linda Blair, which was which was actually really good. It, it took us a while to get into it, but the way it's made, like it's sort of it's like people want to join a fraternity and they've got a, they're having a, like, a costume party and they've got to spend a night in somewhere where like some guy murdered his family and it's supposed to be haunted mm. some big mansion but because of that because they're all in costume and stuff and it's in a big like haunted mansion it almost feels like an old hammer movie or something right because it's not as like it's not as splattery as a yeah, typical like i think it was, came out in 81 so it's not as slap like splattery as like a friday the 13th or something it's quite restrained yeah it's got some nice jump scares in it and stuff likable characters and even like the sort of main villain looks quite old-fashioned in the way his makeup's yeah. done and stuff so it wasn't bad it was quite fun oh yeah you know Linda Blair early 20s just all breasts so that's, yeah. Yeah. that's always nice as well um, give Expendables 3 another watch with uh, Sir Jamie Johnson mm, I need to do that I need to give it another watch it's, it's you know it's, it grows on us a little bit more it's still my least favourite but it's still fun yeah uh, and then I watched uh, I think I, I was going to say a couple of months ago but I don't think it was it was probably like two years ago because how my memory is uh, watched the Karate Kid remake finally because I remember oh, I did, yeah. picked up the Blu-ray like for like a quiz a couple of years ago yeah <laughs> you know what I actually found it quite enjoyable yeah, yeah I'm going to be honest yeah I really that, enjoyed Chan in it and stuff that's the one with the uh, the female smith in isn't it no no it's, it's James. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. That's no, the only that's thing that's something. annoying because, like, yeah. I know it's kind of before he was a, a little dick. Yeah. With these pretentious bollocks on Twitter all the time and stuff, but yeah. you kind of still got it on the back of your mind. You're like, I remember, like, after when they were promoting the film, the, the, him and uh, Jackie Chan were on Chris Miles, and, like, he was just. It was just so cringy because he was acting like a 
stuck up 30 year old and he's like 12 yeah you're just like what are you doing Jesus yeah, Christ definitely. Uh, you'd think someone like Will Smith would have a talk with his kid and be like we knock it off I made like a career on being a cool nice guy that's really approachable and you're just being a knob <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like maybe he's, I guess he's just doing the thing to like set out the not living his dad's shadow or something but Christ talk about the wrong way of doing it I know yeah <laughs> but yeah I quite enjoyed it it was fun yeah yeah if I'd saw it when I was, like, nine, I would have loved it. Chan gets a nice moment to do some, um... I mean, finally, in an American movie, he gets a chance to show off his acting chops. Yeah. Like, they give me, uh... Well, not Miyagi. I think he's called, uh, Han in this one, Mr. Han. <laughs> he gets, um... Chance to... You know, he's got a pretty tragic backstory, which I wasn't expecting. Nice. Oh, nice one. Seeing a Chan all drunk and crying and shit. I was like, oh, I didn't do it, Chan. I'm gonna start crying. Classic drunk. Because you're, like, slavering and stuff. Yeah, totally. Nice <laughs> mucus all over the place and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, it wasn't bad. I'd, rec- I'd recommend giving it a try. Mm. I'm sceptical. No, no seriously, it's just like, it's just guff. It's a good, yes. like, feel-good film for an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, it's, there's bits that are obviously the same as the first one, but it's kind of its own thing, yeah. I suppose. Um, at some point. Yeah, if it's on telly, give it a watch. Just, mm. just you know, it's a Chan film you haven't seen. That's kind of the only reason yeah. I got it, really. Yeah, I suppose it's one way to look at it, yeah. Mm. And then, I think it was the night before yesterday, I watched a film came out last year called The Canal, British horror film, or Irish, actually. Which, it's strange, because unless I looked it up, I wouldn't be able to tell it was Irish, because the accents are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, about a guy who's like, a, it starts with him moving in with his, uh, his, fam- his wife, who's pregnant, cuts to five years later. Uh, he's a film archivist. He look, he's looking at these films, uh, old crime crime scene films from like 1902 or something and he's like fuck me that's my house and he's like a big crime like horrible murder happened in his house like years ago mm. and can't really say much more from that no <laughs> really kind of it just things get weird put it that way yeah it's, it was good though I think if I saw it last year it probably would have been on me my favourite to last year mm, I'd really like it things like that you know it's, a lot of the time like you know there's a lot of horror comes out in cinemas and it's all shite and all the good ones sneak under the radar Mm, and no one totally. sees them I talk about I and mean, this is one of them that like if it got a bigger release it's like it's it's in parts it feels a bit like it's inspired by Japanese stuff like there's, there's mm. especially one scene that reminded us straight out of Ring yeah and it's a bit obviously it feels a bit like sinister with the like film and stuff like that like going through old footage and all that type of stuff but it's its own thing it's definitely yeah. like quite an original uh, thing with some, it's got some good creepy moments in it that like really you know has hairs in the back of your neck up and stuff. But yeah, I would recommend mm. that. The Canal came out last year. Yeah, I'd be keen to say that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And that's it. Oh my god, that's I forgot. Uh, just very quickly, I don't. Did I mention this last time? I, I tried to finish. Oh no, I think I told you off air about it. I, I tried to finish. Well, I did. I finished the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was uh, pretty pretty grim. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts have not changed. So, so even seeing the whole thing, it's still a pile of bollocks. It's absolutely, absolute bollocks. Like to the point where you think, are they are they actually taking the mic? <laughs> Surely they're just taking the mic. <laughs> There's a bit where like Shredder like gets like knives come out of his wrists and then knives come out of the knives, and I just like couldn't help but laugh. Like they're just like fucking hell. I was like imagine people like in like the production meetings and they're like, okay, so this is the scene where Shredder turns up, brings out his blades, and someone's like. How can we make this better? How about blades come out with the blades and all just start high fiving each other? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's I'm like genius. Give him a raise. It's like the Simpsons joke with like the fucking guard dogs that bark bees out the mouth or whatever it is. Isn't it? I think it is Simpsons, isn't it? That yeah, joke? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's like totally like that, just like ridiculously over the top. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I still do not recommend that film in any way. No. 
No. No, well, that's one I won't be uh, rushing to watch. No, even, even like, it's not even worth watching because it's bad. No. In that way, it's just like, it's CGI bollocks. If you want to check out Turtles, you want to get Turtles fixed, check out the new uh, TV series made for Nickelodeon. Mm. Much better experience. <laughs> but speaking of stuff that's not even worth watching, even because it's bad, do you want to move on to the review? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> Video game Double Dragon, produced by Technos Japan, first hit arcades in 1987. Uh, in the game, depending on if you're player one or player two, you played as either Jimmy or Billy Lee and fought your way through gang territories, uh, apparently to rescue both characters' love interests, uh, Marion. So I'm guessing it's some sort of weird semi incestuous polygamist relationship. <laughs> love triangle. Yeah. Uh, the game paved the way for other classic beat em ups like Streets of Rage, Final Fight, all uh, with a similar gameplay style and story, basically beating the shit out of gangs for 10 levels. Uh, did, you, did you have the game on it? I had it on my Master System, I remember, because I loved the arcade yeah. game. I think I might have played it on some sort of home computer. Mm. Either like some form of Amiga or Commodore or something. I, can't, I, did, I did play it, but to be honest, it was probably a little bit. I don't know, I was more past that into like Mario Brothers and stuff at that point. Well, I didn't have a Nintendo, so I didn't have Mario Brothers. Mm. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was jealous of people with fucking Nintendos and the bloody suit of Mario Brothers. I'm stuck with fucking Alex Kidd or whatever. <laughs> and that free snail game. Oh, that was badass, let's be honest. <laughs> um, the film adaption came along in 1994, produced by Imperial Entertainment. I always forget they actually made films. I just always considered them the video label that released all the Jackie Chan movies. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was directed by James Yukich, uh, making his feature debut, but he had a lot of experience directing music videos and concerts for the, like, uh, for the likes of uh, Michael Jackson, Phil Collins and Iron Maiden. That's a hell of a CV. Michael Jackson, Phil Collins, Iron Maiden. It's a bit of a mix, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, very versatile. Uh, Double Dragon was not a success, uh, grossing only a little over $2 million with a $7.8 million budget. It stars <laughs> Mark Dacascos, Scott Wolfe, Robert Patrick, Alyssa Milano, Julia Nixon, Sosa, The Jazz. Tell, tell mm. them what it's about. In the not-too-distant future of 2007, L.A. has been ravaged by earthquakes. Amongst civil disorder gangs have taken control of the night and taken control of the streets. <laughs> I love the, and, anything with the night in makes me laugh. <laughs> An evil businessman with a flat top and penchant for sunglasses will stop at nothing in finding two halves of a magical emblem. With it, he will unite the gangs and control L.A. Two brothers must find a way to work together in order to prevent the emblem from falling into the hands of evil. Mm. There you, you go. sold that well. I want to watch it again now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll play a clip and then we'll talk about the thing. Yeah. I've missed you, Lotus Flower. Geisman. No one has called me Geisman in many years. But like a phoenix rising from the ashes, I have ascended. I've taken a new name that of the great ancient Japanese warlord. I. Kogashuko. You, you're Shuko. I'm afraid so. You see, Satori, no one wants to party with Victor Geisman. Now, I believe you have something that belongs to me. You ask so politely, Geisman. 
Just give me the medallion. I think not. I put continents between the medallions just to keep them out of your grasp. I'd hoped you wouldn't find me. It hardly matters. You'll never find the dragons. Really? Now, give me the other half. Uh, so we'll open uh, with the brief backstory about the powerful medallion thing. It's called brief. <laughs> the Double Dragon. Yeah. And, is uh, Robert Patrick in it as well, giving, giving us this rundown? It is, yes. Uh, and it was split in half. What is it? One half controls the body, one half the spirit or something like that? The spirit, yeah. It's very fucking <laughs> loose. It's literally pulled out the arse. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> and it's it's literally like a one-minute diagonal. It's like a magical emblem split in half. It's dangerous. Uh, I, so there you go, right? Full. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so then we'll see uh, Robert Patrick, who plays uh, Koga Shuko, which just sounds like the most Japanese. Let, let's make up a name that sounds Japanese. <laughs> so so for, for like Kagamasha Sushi. <laughs> uh, he's dressed like some ninja. Is it him that's dressed like the ninja? It is, isn't it? That's his alter ego, Kogashuka. Him and his goons are like laying waste to some Chinese village trying to retrieve one off. If you notice, oh, no, uh, it's, it's a woman. It is the woman. Oh, okay, it, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's him? Um, Lash. Lash. It yeah. was in the game, from what I remember. Yeah. I do remember a woman with a whip that was annoying as shit. There was always a woman in the whip. I'm sure, like, even in, like, uh, Streets of Rage. I, and stuff I think was... I might be thinking of Streets of Rage, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Final Fight, I think the, what, she was in all of them. Not her, but, you know. Um, you know, back then, females couldn't use the fists and that, so they, they had to use a whip. Yeah, they were <laughs> uh, too weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Back then, in, yeah. like, in the perception of, of yeah, exactly. like, yeah. the time back then, yeah. Fucking Hades. Uh, you notice Al Leong is one of the henchmen. Pops up oh, fucking every movie right, ever yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> These mint little mustache combo yeah, beard yeah. thing. Legend. He's probably the most recognisable henchman of all time. I would say. Yeah, too right. He's yeah. always just like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chinese henchman number one. Yeah, and yes, as as you said, we're uh, we'll flash forward. We're in the future in two thousand seven. Mm. In New Angeles, uh, after the big quake, as it tells us. Yeah, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot it was called New <laughs> New Angeles. Yeah. Why do they always do that? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, it. though, that this film was like all post-apocalyptic and stuff. <clears throat> well, yeah, semi-post-apocalyptic. Well, you know, the it's a... post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's set in a, like a dystopian future. I just had no idea. I thought it was just a regular set modern day no. light-hearted action movie. And when I yeah. got to that, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Random, yeah. but uh, we'll get a look at um, proper look at Robert Patrick now, uh, looking like Frost's dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it's funny as fuck. The way he just pops up in his like massive flat top, square shades, and like huge shoulder pads. <laughs> You've <laughs> got to mention like, oh. bleached blonde flat top as well, <laughs> yeah, totally. with black bits at the back and the side. <laughs> yeah, he's just like you know, you're in for a fucking a hell of a ride when he pops up. <laughs> and if there's one thing you can say about this film. At least it looks like Robert Patrick's having a good time. If too right, <laughs> he's fucking loving it. Yeah, he's just hamming it up. He's just thinking, "This is a piece of shit. I'm going to have fun with it." Yeah. Uh, we'll meet. Uh, we'll flash to a tournament now with our heroes, Billy and Jimmy, Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf. Uh, which... or, or as I like to think of them, hero and cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what What's this tournament? What are the rules? It's like Tekken Tag or something. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I don't know. They're just taking turns to punch each other and then like somehow they lose. <laughs> yeah, but then he's like, I'll have a go now. And his brother comes in and like, but the guy they're fighting, he's got a partner who he doesn't tag in. Yeah. Why is it two on? It makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, but the Cascos does have some uh, nice kicks in this. He does actually, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's the one thing I will say about this film, start to finish. Like you can tell that like he is actually trying his hardest, Mark Dukaskos. Oh yeah, first. I kind of knew that would be the case. I was thinking we're going to find Robert Patrick pretty funny, and Mark Dukaskos is going to be impressive, and I imagine the rest of it's going to be pretty patient. Yeah. Um, now it's suddenly Paul Verhoeven fucking took over as director because it goes all RoboCop with like satirical news reports and stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Someone literally just watched RoboCop that weekend, and we're like, mm, I'm going to do that <laughs> it's exactly the same yeah george hamilton is a news anchor and with vanna white and i'm not sure who she is i know she's kind of i think she was at a wrestlemania once as a celebrity guest but i'm not exactly sure what she did yeah because she, she plays herself doesn't she yeah they both do her and george yeah. hamilton yeah yeah, yeah weird yeah but yeah the, the the bloody robocop-esque news reports came out of nowhere yeah, well yeah totally it's totally harking to that yeah uh, because isn't there? I can't remember now. It, it, there's like a, a fake advert, isn't there? Uh, yeah. I think that, is that in this bit? It isn't it for like before. Jack City or something? Yeah, yeah. Jack City. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The guys get ambushed by the Mohawk gang, and the leader, uh, a Bobo, is in the game. I looked up; he's yeah. the first boss on the first level. Yeah. So there is lots of connections with the game. Storyline yeah, wise, no. But <laughs> no, but at least to try it. Yeah, just to try. I know that guy from Loads as well. He's one of those '90s henchmen. The big mm. bald guy. Handlebar tash and stuff. Yeah, and he's uh, his right-hand man, I recognised from uh, the Weird Science TV series. What, the, oh, the guy, yeah, the one that gets his eye poked later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played Gary in the Weird Science TV series. Did you ever uh, see this TV series? I, I did, I watched one episode of it, yeah. I used to watch it all the time. It was always on at, like, half one in the morning on BBC Two, and I'd be always like, what the hell is this? What is this? So weird, isn't it? Yeah. Weird Science TV, man. You'd think that was something made up. I know. I tell you what, though, the the, the, Le- the Lisa in the TV series was smoking, as they say, in the 90s. Mighty fine. There's a car chase, which isn't very exciting, even though it should be, considering it's all turbocharged cars and fire and... Yeah, it totally made us think of, like, Twisted Metal or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, that PlayStation game. Christ, there's a game I'm thought of for years. <laughs> you forgot that existed, Twisted Metal. Yeah, it was amazing, Twisted Metal. It was good, yeah. Was there a Twisted Metal 2? There was Twisted Metal 3, never mind Christ. Twisted Metal 2. It was, it was called Twisted Metal Black. Jesus. Mm, there you go. <laughs> uh, but the, the crash of the car after a lengthy chase, which kind of goes on for too long. Um, I like as well, it's worth mentioning that, their, their like futuristic car is essentially a rocket-powered station wagon. <laughs> yeah, it's a rocket-powered Ecto-1. Just looks like really old, like a dead old. It, it, like it's fucking uh, something out of like uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or something, <laughs> yeah, but with like just a rocket strapped on it. <laughs> it's the fucking truckster, the family truckster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the crash and they're about to get uh, the ship beat out of them. But Alyssa Milano pops up as Marion, the love interest, and her gang, the Power Core, and scare them the all. Power Core. Mm. I must say, uh, Alyssa Milano looking mad Oh well. yes, there's a there's a scene later on that. Uh, well, became my favourite scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It just had to be, really. Um, <laughs> Billy and Jimmy's hot Asian carer slash mother figure. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever who, she uh, is, yeah. Uh, Satori, who's Julia Nixon, who's uh, the love interest in First Blood Part 2. Mm, yeah. Uh, has the other half of the medallion. Um, and then we get a new report, which actually this genuinely made me laugh, that Madonna has divorced Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like out of out of date sort of it is, but, of the but it just made us laugh just because we read two lies not long ago and like fucking found Tom Arnold Harris and I was like that's genius but yeah for the time that would have been funny funny yeah I suppose yeah, yeah I've got to be noted that the Tom Arnold joke was probably the highlight of the film <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, we see Marion's home life, just sort of leading a double life, walking around with a wig on. Her dad's the chief of police and stuff like that. Ironic. How ironic. It's some deep drama we've got. <laughs> uh, Patrick uh, and his goons uh, and his hair turn up at Billy and Jimmy's crib looking for them to die. This all happens very quick. It's like the first ten minutes. <laughs> does. They just literally just turn up out of the blue. They're yeah. like, yeah, we've, we've found where you live. I don't even remember any part of the film where they know, oh, no, it's because of a bobo, isn't it? He goes to, he works for Robert Patrick. And he's got, like, a, a police scanner or something that identifies the car and the owner. I mean, yeah. it's, it's impressive that in a post-apocalyptic world, people still fucking, like, license themselves under the DMV or whatever. Like. <laughs> <I don't, yeah. laughs> Considering Los Angeles supposed to be, like, 90% gang warfare and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they still license the cars and There's stuff. probably, like, four cars in that database, and them schmucks is one of them. <laughs> But yeah, what what's up with uh, Billy and Jimmy's house? It's like Jackie Chan's stunt lab in the fucking My Stunts documentary. It's just <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's, it's like skateboard ramps and netting and punch bags everywhere and shit, and it's like a big huge <laughs> warehouse. So it's like a, a, it's supposed to be an abandoned theatre or something, isn't it? Yeah, but what's all the shit they've got? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty random. Yeah. Like, like uh, the majority of the film, it's just really random. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no, like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Just to say, they just sat around, what can happen next? I don't know, how about this? That doesn't make sense, but who cares? <laughs> Basically. Uh, so there's a big chase fight scene while they're, like, looking for the medallion and stuff, and they've pumped a bobo for some reason full of like super steroids but it just looks like a big roid like a big hemorrhoid <laughs> bursting through with big roids on his neck and stuff and I was yeah. like what the fuck he looks like the fucking bad guy from like the Power Rangers movie but on steroids <laughs> <laughs> does doesn't it yeah, it's not bad makeup like I suppose no it's fine it's just the fact that yeah. it's so over the top like they're obviously pumping him steroids to make him huge and like you'd expect just some big that had just replaced him with a big muscular actor to play it but and a bit of prosthetics, but no, he just looks gross. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Satori dies. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. It's like, well, why did she have to die so quick? And it just wasn't even that, like, tragic, to be fair. Like. Nah, they were just like, oh, bummer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, well, let's just keep running. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a nice pointless scene now of uh, Marion's little brother, uh, you know, trying to be futuristic and playing with his virtual reality helmet game thing. Mm, yeah, they like dedicate like a whole minute of footage to this. Just him sitting there going, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> right? Yeah, impressive graphics. Whatever. I mean, technically, it's not dated now because of the Oculus. <laughs> mm. Well, we've come full circle. Well, uh, full circle, well, ironically. Yeah. And then, here we go. This is where I was like, the film's picking up. Michael Berryman pops up. I didn't know he was in this. Mm, yeah, me too. I was surprised when he was like, oh, fuck it off. And then he dies. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, I was just sitting there and just went, fuck off, movie. <laughs> He's like, that's one line or something. Yeah. He's like, uh... Bro, just turns up and strangles him with his shadow or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, looks just as it was getting good. <laughs> yeah, what does Patrick do? He assembles all the gangs, like, has them all... Yeah, he unites them yeah. by, like, demonstrating how powerful he is with his half of the magic medallion or something. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll get a fight in a scrapyard as Billy and Jimmy are fleeing through the city and stuff. And what the fuck was the deal with the postman falling off the thing? <laughs> it's just, like, a, a piss-poor excuse for a joke. Yeah, but then I was like, hold on. Was that an actual... If that was an actual postman, why was he up there? Why did he fall... But then it turns out later, he's not a postman. He's a, po- no, well, he's he's a postman who's part of the gang. 
it must be, well, no, it must be. I'm thinking what I interpreted as there's an actual gang of like postmen or ex-postmen, like angry post. You gotta remember it was the nineties, and the, there was like a big thing about like angry postmen, wasn't there? You what know, like the mate. Well, yeah, yeah, because they didn't. Well, in America, like a few postmen went out and fucking shot people. They went oh, on the rampage. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And then they made the video game of like the angry postmen and stuff. I don't remember. Um, which was, like, banned because you could, like, go around and shoot innocent people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of those games that, like, it was purely fucking... Shock value. You know, yeah. yeah, shock value, and it was just a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like fucking making a 9-11 game or something like yeah, that. It was yeah, one of those type bullshit games. But, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking that it was, like, a gang of angry postmen. And he was, like, part of the gang that was pursuing or something. I was like, was the postman in the game? <laughs> no, maybe, <laughs> like, yeah. I remember. But he shouts, like, airmail or something, doesn't he? Or yeah, and then they, they make some crap joke about the mail. I don't know. Always being late or something. Yes. Or, I don't know. I've never seen a postman move that, that fast. That's what he says. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I only watched it, like, ten hours ago, and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> uh, we get a jet ski chase on the Hollywood River, which is flammable apparently, because it's because it it's the future. <laughs> yeah, it's all polluted and stuff. Yeah, and uh, that didn't last too long until the blow up, and I was like, "Is it ended?" <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the fucking explosion was kind of impressive. Like, they clearly spent that. What, what did you say? It was seven million or something? Uh, no, it made seven million. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, it cost seven million, seven point eight million. Yeah. Mm, I'm just, like a majority of the budget probably went on just blowing shit up. I saw something on the on the trivia. It said like they used a shitload of gasoline to do that explosion, and they told everyone in the surrounding area to be prepared for it. But shitloads of people still phoned like the authorities to quit. Like, <laughs> they think it's something to blown up nearby. <laughs> See like a shockwave and stuff happening on us. It it's like crazy, yeah. yeah. Uh, what happens next? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Patrick's henchman uh, Huey and Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Blatant reference. Uh, Al Leong and Jeff Marder, who uh, I think probably did the fight choreography in this film. He did. He Literally in the 80s and early 90s, he was just the guy who did everything. Anytime there was slight martial arts in, in movies in America, it was always him. I think he was a good friend of Brandon Lee's as well. Right. Uh, he did Big Trouble, Little China, Lethal Weapon, a couple of Van Damme movies, loads of stuff. Um, Marion tortures a bobo by force feeding him spinach. Random. <laughs> and he just farts loads. Yeah. Didn't really understand that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like again, they just wanted to do stuff, <laughs> yes. and that was one of the ideas they'd written on on the whiteboard <laughs> when they're brainstorming. But surely, in the in the like universe, this film takes place in. I'm guessing it takes place where, like, I'm sure in this universe, Popeye is a real person. So surely that would make a big roid guy extra strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just packing them full of iron. <laughs> uh, but Billy and Jimmy join forces with the power call, and then uh, they're going like in an air vent, and Alyssa Milano <laughs> goes in the air vent, and the camera pretty much goes right in her arse. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually genuinely funny because they're fighting over the spot and he follows <laughs> her up. <laughs> Can we get the crawl behind her and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so I did have a chuckle like that, to be fair. Like. Uh, yeah, I would do the same thing. I'd be fighting over who gets to go. <laughs> Yeah, she's. I mean, she, you forget how uh, pretty Alyssa Milano is, actually. Uh, and you know, she's got kind of like hot pants or something in this film. Like hot, is, yeah. Denim hot pants and like suspenders underneath them. Mm. Very yeah. cyberpunk type of look. And it's weird. I don't really normally like uh, the look of like really short hair and girls, but it really suits her for some reason. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, again, just because she's that pretty, man, mm. she can pull it off. <laughs> and she's got a pixie-ish look, so the hair helps as well. Makes quite, yeah. 
It's quite cute. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of blacked out at this bit. Uh, why was the a zombie basketball player? <laughs> Honestly, can't remember. <laughs> and it's clearly an actual basketball player. Yeah. Who just can't is, it, is it like a cameo from a famous basketball player? I've got no I idea. Because so. he actually says, did you miss me? And I was like... <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Has he been in the film already? I don't even know. Or is, um, or is this some 94 sporting reference I just don't understand? Probably. He's probably like a star that's returned to, to basketball at that time or something. Yeah, um, but there's supposed to be in like Robert Patrick's like, you know, Dungeon of Evil. Like he's been doing experiments on people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. why zombies suddenly appear. Yeah, I was literally just like looking at the flow and stuff. And then I looked up and that happened. And I just couldn't be asked to rewind it. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to go with this. This is kind of what I mean. I'm not going to say it was the worst film I've ever seen, but it was kind of one of those films where, like, if I was going, just nipping for some quick urination, I wouldn't pause it. (laughs) Just so it'll be over quicker. Yeah, just piece it together when you come back. Yeah. Uh, But at this point, uh, the cops totally turn heel on the police chief, and they're like, we're not going out. It's too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, whether it's worth mentioning, but the whole idea is, like... In order to reach some sort of peace, the police have a treaty with the bad guys, the gangs, who mm. the police rule the streets during the day and the gangs rule the streets during the night, which is quite an interesting idea, actually. Could be explored, but... It is, yeah, because there's a big curfew and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, you know, the gangs are allowed to just run right uh, and the police clean up in the morning, basically, and neither one of them... Like attack each other and stuff. Mm. Not a bad idea. Yeah. In a post-apocalyptic world, I did quite chuckle at that. See, I think it's just before the scene where the the cops sort of turn on the chief while the reporters are trying to get a statement from the chief, and he just goes, "Do you realise yeah. it's twenty minutes to curfew?" And they just all go, "Shit!" <laughs> just leaves. Yeah, away. indeed. <laughs> oh, that was quite good. Uh, we find out Robert Patrick's character killed uh, Billy and Jimmy's father. No shit, mm. saw that coming a mile off. <laughs> Classic. Uh, there's a big fight at the Power Corp headquarters. Uh, Robert Patrick pretends to be because his. He can control other people's bodies. He did this earlier, we forgot to mention, with uh, the Satori character. Mm. And he yeah. takes over Mark Dacascos and beats the shit out of bitch-ass Billy. There he does. Uh, and do you spot the arcade game at this point? It's pretty hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I was going to say, like, you think there could have been any more fucking blatant with us? <laughs> may as well have just zoomed in on it like the did Alyssa Milano's arse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's not criticise that, though. No, I'm not <laughs> criticising that. I'm just saying, I'm surprised. I'm just like, look, it's the game. Yeah, there's a brief fight between them two, and Dacascos once again showing off his gymnastic skills and his kicking mm. skills and stuff. Yeah, he stands out, doesn't he, Like as like genuinely like physically talented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the only person in this film. <laughs> but it just shows that, like, when you see, when you've, stood, and you've already seen Drive, like, it just shows how much he, c- he can, he could have done at this point mm. in his career, but I guess it's not the right type of film for that type of action, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Patrick gets uh, the medallion, combines it, uh, finally, and he turns into, fuck knows, two mutant ninja warrior things have got me notes. I don't know what the hell they were supposed to be. Who are apparently scared of sunlight or something. Or the, the light, you know, the light. Because they, they switch the light on, don't they? And they're like, eh. Oh, yeah, I do remember here trying to get the generator going or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You totally switched off at this point. I was past caring at this point. I didn't care. I was just waiting for it to be over. I was going to say, it's all downhill from Alyssa Milano's arse, let's face it. It is, totally. (laughs) I mean, there's even a bit that they keep you, like, fucking hooked earlier on when the first meet her, when she, like, goes to pick something up off the floor and just blatantly, like, "Eh," like the camera and stuff. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mark Dukaskas is totally checking her out. Mm. (laughs) As you would. Red-blooded male, of course, yes. Um, 
and then the brothers get the medallion off him after like quickly battering these two things that are supposed to be like obviously they said like you know you get the medallion you're indestructible but they managed to take care of it in about two minutes <laughs> uh, it's not a bad little fight I suppose though yeah you know it's, it works yeah and then they possess uh, well the cascos oh no they get the medallion and they get fancy new outfits <laughs> Yeah. fancy versions of laugh. the game colours basically yeah and I did laugh when like uh, thingy Billy lays like we don't have to wear these do we yeah. <laughs> at least it recognises that the, the costume looks shit wasn't there like a slight joke about player one player two as well he's like why am I the blue one why can't you be the blue one yeah or something like yeah. that because that's what it was with play, like, player two was the blue one wasn't it so the red yeah. one or something like that I can't remember I'm sure player one some, was the red one yeah. yeah I'm sure it was some joke about being player one or player two which was always a thing I don't know why when you were a kid yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, the Cascos possesses Rob Patrick, makes him give money to the cops to like sort the city out, and then uh, gets him arrested. Mm. Very kid friendly, and then the bad guy gets arrested. <laughs> yeah, he gets arrested. Doesn't get killed. Just gets to well, presumably took to jail, but I don't know. Who mm. knows? Maybe his lawyer got him out as he threatened. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. I like this scene though, where the cops turn up like they're doing the right thing when it's literally after everything's already kicked off. If I was the chief, I would be like, "How about fuck you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you bitches turning yeah. up when it's all done and dusted. Yeah, they just turn up to get the glory and shit and do some like arrest at the end of it. I'd be like, "Fuck you, you fucking pussies!" Um, and then um, Abo turns up. Bobo, sorry, uh, drives them away. They think it's Billy. The end. LOL. 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 Yeah. And then, it, what, what's the music again? What does it end it's with? It's all it together ends? now. Yeah, all together <laughs> now. Yeah, I was I was like, like, this is weird. Yeah, I was like, eh, what the this wasn't new in 94, was it? <laughs> so Very strange go. way to close the film. It is a bit. Uh, Driving off to the sunset in the dragon wagon. <laughs> yeah, the dragon wagon. <laughs> uh, Favourite character, uh, Kokushuko, obviously. Yeah, it's it's going to have to be. And it's, for me, it's pretty much Robert Patrick all the way. Yeah. Uh, I was going to be cheesy and say honourable mention to Alyssa Milano's Double Dragons, though. <laughs> Why? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, fight scene. I've just put Brothers versus Mutant Ninja Warrior things. That's the only fight scene I can remember sticking out a little bit. Um, Mark Cascos gets a really nice bit with a uh, when he fights uh, Al Leong with a, a stick. Where, well, it's a broom shank. Yeah, that's actually not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought, whoa, that's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. nice. It's a shame it was spoiled by Al Leong landing on the floor and then uh, Billy Lee running up, closing the suitcase that was near to his head and saying, "Wow, he's a head case." <laughs> yeah, doesn't he like put his ponytail in the fucking? case or something yeah something like that I was yeah. just like well you just you weren't doing it <laughs> <laughs> just like he just cannot resist puns no. if he sees them he goes out of his way to like complete the pun I imagine the first uh, script writing session was just them coming up with puns and writing a fucking story around it <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> hence the postman gag yeah totally <laughs> uh, favourite scene uh, Alyssa Milano's arse there you go yeah probably a, a, a close tie for me and Robert Patrick beating himself up at the end <laughs> that was actually really funny yeah. <laughs> Because again, you could just tell that like Robert Patrick was just having fucking a great time. With That's him. what I like. I like in like bad films where the bad guy is obviously because it's always most fun to play the bad guy. Yeah, and you can yeah. I like it when you can tell. Like, say with Raul Julia in Street Fighter, you can tell he probably thought the film was going to be shit, but he was just having so much fun, just being theatrical and hammering it up and just being yeah. like, like genius, basically. So Robert, yeah, he's, not well, as, he's, he's not as good as Raul Julia, obviously. 
<laughs> I was going to say, but yeah, I, to be honest, I don't think anyone will ever top that performance. No, it's all good. <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> it's like, I can't even do it. The scene where he's talking about when fucking Bison comes to the village. And I don't remember any of this. It's like, to, to you, it was the day Bison came and killed your family and destroyed. To me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> As well, God, that's fucking gold. Yeah. That is gold. Genius. Um, <laughs> as for, would you recommend it? Um, yeah, as, as a, a hammy piece of shit to, to laugh along with and stuff. Uh, why not? I probably would, you know. I'm going to say no. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would, uh, not necessarily a flat no. I mean, it's worth it for the um, uh, curiosity, I suppose. I think it's, it's worth it for the... It, it just, I don't know, it's a time capsule of the 90s. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth it just to go, oh, Jesus. Like fucking um, the the Peace Corps or whatever they were called, Justice Corps. Um, power they just Corp. looked like Power Corps, was it? Mm. Um, they just looked like something out of like, I don't know, like fucking Pat Chop's Funhouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're all running around with like ill-fitting yellow and red clothes on and they stuff. actually look like, I know this is a few, I don't know that, maybe like, I think it was two years later, yeah, later. they look like the gang that could have been a Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. There's like thing. that weird like Chinese idea of what a, a tough street gang in the Bronx looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah I would recommend it to someone who like um, played the game when they were a kid and have always yeah. been like now they made a film of that give it a watch you know what I mean yeah definitely and like I said it's, it's one to chuck on don't don't take it seriously it's just a laugh I'm sure even the filmmakers didn't take it seriously yeah I'm surprised I thought I would I would dislike it more to be honest I, I remember much, yeah. I remember watching it and being like thoroughly bored by it but this time I, I was entertained by Robert Patrick and stuff oh, so yeah. fair dues to it yeah so yeah, that's uh, Double Dragons. Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next week it's um, Tekken 2, the sequel to mm. the Tekken movie that we reviewed many moons ago. A bit more of a serious slant on the uh, mm. on the, the ga- video game adaptions. Mm. This time. Less, less comedy. Less campy. And, uh, yeah, it's Kazuya's Revenge, I believe it's called. I'm not sure if it's a prequel or a sequel or it has anything to do with the first Tekken movie. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, you keep it real, keep it sexy, and as in the words of Jerry Springer, take care of yourself and each other. And each other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Anessa, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafu fm thanks for listening 